It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax, good morning, Bob and Joe with you, looking at the farm chores this morning as we uh, continue on here at the shank of the day, baby, and uh, looking at another busy week, another hot week, but... We got some rain over the weekend. I think most everybody got some. Hopefully it's enough to get things kind of recharged and get the crops growing in the right direction once again because it was bad there for a while, and still we could use more, that's for sure. But we did get some, and we're not going to get any more. It doesn't look like until Sunday at the earliest, unless this heat of the day that we're going to get this week is going to bring some storms. And You know how the storms can pop up in this hot weather. We'll wait and see, but... 90s definitely in the forecast for this week. How much uh, rain did you get over the weekend at the Welke Land and Cattle Company? I got a half an inch. Yeah, that helps. Absolutely. I think you could hear the corn grow. I think uh, just uh, kind of an ah <laughs> out in the fields. So hopefully uh, hopefully everybody got, uh, got enough to keep us going more or less because we do need more. That's for sure. Yesterday was a holiday, so the Markets just reopening today. The markets were closed yesterday, and uh, maybe that's a good thing, especially for dairy markets, the way they've been going recently. And the uh, weekly crop progress reports won't come out until later today. Now, the crop essentially is all in, so it's just a matter of the uh, condition. And we uh, hope that the conditions aren't getting too bad around the country, but it's definitely affecting the prices, no question about it. And, of course, we've got uh, more breakfast, more activities. Country Fest is this week, so if you're going out to Country Fest in Kadat, uh, plan to plan to keep cool because it might get kind of warm in those campers and you can't run your air conditioner overnight, so your generators. So uh, good luck out there. But, again, it's summertime in Wisconsin. We're at the Stanley Rodeo and breakfast over the weekend. Stanley Rodeo had huge crowds again. On Friday and Saturday, a lot of people enjoy the rodeo, that's for sure, and all the entertainment that goes with us. You a rodeo gal? I've been up to that rodeo a few times, but it's been up quite a while. Yeah, it's a, it's a good rodeo, and there's more around the area, too. The, we've already had Merrill. We've got uh, Stanley already in the books, but there are more rodeos coming. So summer just getting a good start here in Wisconsin. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Upper 80s to about 90 all week until we get to Sunday. Sunday's going to be the cool spot, 83. But today, 89 and sunny, 90 Wednesday and Thursday, 89 on Friday, 90 on Saturday. And again, it looks like the first chance of rain unless we get those storms that can blow up in the evening when we get all these hot days. Looks like Sunday is the best chance of rain. High of about 83. It's 68 right now in the valley. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. How about some news? NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. The U.S. Coast Guard is racing against time to find a missing vessel used to explore the Titanic. Rear Admiral John Mauger said the Coast Guard is using search resources both in the air and in the water in an area about 900 miles east of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. The submersible is designed to have enough oxygen for its passengers to survive for 96 hours. Five people were on board the Oceangate Expedition's vessel when communications were lost Sunday. Among those on board included British billionaire and famed explorer 
Hamish Harding. Former President Trump says he has the answer to immediately curb inflation in the U.S. if he gets elected. Let's start drilling. We have the most liquid gold under our feet oil than any other country, more than Saudi Arabia, more than Russia. In an interview with Fox News that aired Monday, Trump said the U.S. has to end energy reliance on foreign countries. Trump added he's completely innocent after being charged with mishandling documents. The list of intended recipients of suspicious white powder letters is growing beyond those in Kansas. Authorities, including the FBI, have been investigating roughly 100 letters that have been sent to Kansas state officials since late last week. Similar letters containing a cryptic note and a suspicious powdery substance were also addressed to high-profile figures like former President Trump and Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. ABC News reports the U.S. Postal Inspection Service intercepted them before they were delivered. The letters have been deemed harmless. As we get closer to the 4th of July, a new national survey ranks Arkansas as the least patriotic state in the nation. Brian Shook has more. WalletHub examined all 50 states based on things like military enlistment and civilian engagement. While the natural state came in dead last, the ranking showed Virginia is the most patriotic state in the country. I'm Brian Shook. And the wing of a United Airlines commercial jet clipped the tail of a Delta plane during an incident at Logan International Airport in Boston. It happened Friday night, and the FAA is investigating. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, it's going to be a hot week. 89 today, and that's going to be one of the cool days. Sunny and 89 today, 90 Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and what a bargain on Friday. Only 89. Next chance of rain is going to be Sunday, and then we'll have a high about 83. Right now, Rice Lake is 68, Medford 57, Marshfield 62, 67 in La Crosse, Green Bay 58, Madison, a cool 57 degrees, and uh, Milwaukee at 60. It's 68 right now outside our back door. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And, of course, uh, all of the markets, not the sale barns, but uh, markets were closed yesterday in celebration of the Juneteenth holiday. So we're going to get caught up with uh, some of the numbers. Everything will be reopened today. But, Jill, the latest look at the livestock numbers. Choice fed beefsters are 170 to 186 with mixed at 145 to 168. Choice fed beef heifers are 170 to 185 with mixed at 112 to 168. Choice fed Holstein steers are 152 to 162 with select and silage fed steers 70 to 151. Cows are 78 to 97 with a top of 119. Bulls are 110 to 115. Butcher hogs are 40 to 104 with sows at 30 to 34 and a half. Boars are 10 to 15. New crop market lambs are 120 to 150 with feeder lambs at 50 to 175. Ewes are 10 to 115. Small goats are 25 to 150. Medium goats are 125 to 295. Large goats are 150 to 500 with nanny goats at 1750 to 290. And again, uh, markets were closed yesterday. Mercantile exchange. So as far as livestock futures on Friday, cattle prices were higher. Hogs were mixed. But again, that market will reopen today, so we won't rehash those numbers. Again, it, uh, it will open again today. Overnight, the Board of Trade uh, did reopen for the grain trade, and markets were mostly lower, some rain across uh, some big chunks of the major corn and bean-growing areas of the country put a little pressure on prices overnight. December corn, 4 to 5 cents lower, sitting at 5.92 this morning. The oats down 2 at 4.05. December wheat down nine at seven oh six. November beans down a dime at thirteen thirty two. And December meal 
down $4.10 to $399.20. And again, on Friday, cheese prices were lower. Butter was down a half a cent to two thirty-six and a half, And we had uh, mixed prices as far as Class 3. June was up one at fourteen ninety-four on Friday. July at fifteen thirty-one, August sixteen sixteen, September seventeen twenty-four, and October was up twenty cents Friday at eighteen oh three. And again, all the markets will reopen later on today. And again, that grain trade opened last night. Nine and a half minutes after five o'clock, and uh, dairy breakfast. Another good weekend for having those. We'll take you to one. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Another good weekend this past weekend for the dairy breakfast in Eau Claire. On the farm breakfast now for the last couple of years. And that's uh, the way it will continue in Eau Claire County. And Jill down at Bears Grass Dairy, a nice crowd. Very nice crowd. How many did you figure were there? Um, I asked at the end and they said right around 1,400. Okay. So... uh, Good crowd down there, that's for sure. A beautiful day for it. So I got to talk to Tammy Smith-Schroeder, and here's a little clip of talking about the dairy and what they do for education. Between Augusta and Fall Creek, there's Bears Grass Dairy. It's not on the main highway, but boy, they are doing a lot of good things out here. Outreach, getting people that are not familiar with the farm teaching them education, showing them where their food is coming from. And I had the opportunity to talk to Tammy Smith-Schroeder, and she's the treasurer for Bears Grass Dairy. This barn has been around for a little while. When did you build it, and have you made any adjustments or additions to it? Um, this, we started building in 2004. It was a green site, so it was built in the middle of a cornfield. We moved in in February of 2005. Um, at that time, it was 260 cow herds that came together, so that's now we're up to the 409. In 2009, we added on some additional space. Um, our dry cows were at another farm. We were trucking them back and forth, so we built on, put a hospital pen, a special needs parlor. We're really proud of the special needs parlor. That's where all the sick cows get milked. It's one way that we really feel it's something we can do to make sure that we have a quality milk supply, that there isn't something in the milk that people shouldn't drink. That All that milk goes down the drain. How many cows are here? Alrighty, right now we are sitting with 409 milk cows. Uh, this morning, 355 cows went through the milking parlor, so the other ones are, are dry cows. And we've got 372 head of calves and heifers, so it makes us a total head of 781 animals. And you mentioned your other livestock. Are they all housed on the same place? No, we have the calves and the young stock housed on two other farms. Um, like I said, it was 260 cow herds that went together, so the young stock are raised on those two farms. And then when they get close to calving, about six, six weeks or two months from calving, they come back here to the dairy and get acclimated to the freestalls and everything here at the dairy. So they are not outsourced. They are still raised by members of Bears Grass Dairy. Yep, yep. We raise all of our own. It's just on a farm on farms that are not adjacent to the to the main facility. But no, we don't do any custom raising or anything like that. We we raise them all. All the heifer calves, most of the bull calves we sell a week or so after birth. We don't have enough room to raise steers. Were those facilities already at these other farms? Uh, some of them were already there, and as farmers, you know, we make use of what we have. 
Um, as we've grown in numbers, we have built two calf sheds, one on each of the other farms that are housing some of the other animals. Well, and it takes a lot of groceries to feed all these animals. How many acres do you have here? Uh, we're farming 1,150 acres right now. Um, this year we're doing 372 acres was of corn was planted for silage, 315 was corn for grain, 400 acres of alfalfa, and then 60 acres of grass hay. Does that give you enough to feed everybody? It gives us enough to feed everybody, and we have some grain f- sales of some of the corn is sold as grain. Not Not a lot, but a little. It seems like we're getting more generations away from the farm and knowing where your food is coming from. What are you doing here at Bears Grass Dairy to help with the education of the next generation? Any opportunity that we have to bring people on the farm, we accept it. Um, breakfast on the farm here was, um, was one of the things in the past we've done. Uh, visit the farm, Farm City Day. We work with the Eau Claire Chamber and do Leadership Eau Claire. They're actually coming out this fall, so we will give them a tour, um, a very intense tour of what we do trying to teach them, you know, about agriculture in Eau Claire County, where their food comes from, how we treat the animals, how we take care of the soil. All of that's important, and they need to know that. And you even mentioned you do off-the-cuff tours, somebody following your chopper boxes. Tell me about that one. A few years back, there was a car from Canada, Ontario, Canada, I think. They were taking the back roads to Madison to Dairy Expo, and they saw a chopper box, and they knew that chopper box was going to be going to a farm. So they followed it and they gave themselves, you know, they had a tour of the farm and talked with us about farming in Wisconsin. I bet you learned a little bit from them too on the tour, didn't you? Yep, yep. They told us about farming in Canada, so it was a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate all outreach and education, getting out into those classrooms. I did it for 15 years and it's one of the most valuable things to pass on your knowledge to the next generation. And thank you, Tammy Smith-Schroeder, for giving me a tour and a little bit of rundown of what happens at Bears Grass Dairy. And again, a dairy that really and truly looks forward to opportunities to have people on the farm. They're not not hiding anything. They, Like she said, impromptu tour. I mean, they can't do it every day. Obviously, they're busy, but something like that. They welcome and open arms. They certainly do, and all the doors were open. She yep. said, every door, anything you wanted to look at, you could look at and observe and see how see how they do it. Because they really, truly do take a very good job, very good care of their animals. No question about it. That's for sure. So thanks to Bears Grass Dairy for hosting that breakfast in Eau Claire County on Saturday. We're not done yet. There are more breakfasts coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of news, including we're going to hear from Taylor Schaefer, our outgoing uh, Allison Dairyland, in a few minutes. But, Jill, what else is going on? Well, the marketing terms grass-fed and free-range are familiar to many consumers. The USDA is encouraging the implementation of a multi-step process to help to verify that products meet the guidelines of those terms. Currently, USDA food safety inspectors can only verify how the meat is handled after it enters the slaughterhouse with no way to verify how the animal was raised. Certification programs by a private third party as to the accuracy of the claims of grass-fed or free-range in combination with the USDA food safety inspectors at the slaughterhouse would have the expectation of more accuracy in labeling. 
and the Farm Service Agency offers offices, along with other federal and state ag-related agencies, are launching the Wisconsin Beginning Farmer Resources Guide. The guide will take beginning farmers through the many resources available to help them start and run a farm and other ag-related businesses. And those uh, guides are available now, Natural Resources, Wisconsin, DATCAP. So, again, they're all over the place. All right, coming up, Allison Dairyland, Taylor Schaefer, getting ready to take off her crown and sash. We'll hear about her year and what it was all about as we take a look at more farm news here on WAC. For those who work in acres, not in hours, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Happy National Dairy Month. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And who better to help us celebrate June Dairy Month than Wisconsin's Agriculture Ambassador, Taylor Schaefer. Taylor joins us in studio as the 75th Alice in Dairyland, and she's got a full schedule of June Dairy Month events as she wraps up her year as Alice. Taylor, I told you before we got started that my favorite way to celebrate dairy is by going to dairy breakfasts or breakfasts on the farm. What about you? Well, during June Dairy Month, I absolutely love to attend Dairy Month activities, especially in my community. So this year, it's going to be very fun to be able to travel all over the state and visit new dairy breakfasts and other events that I have never been to before. But every single day... I love to find a new way to incorporate dairy into my everyday diet or all my recipes at home, too. So I love to cook with dairy. I also love to create charcuterie boards. So I am not the world's greatest cook, but charcuterie boards are just a great way to bring people together, whether you're having a family gathering or you're just looking for another thing to have on the table for dinner. You can even use things that you already have at home. So those are a really fun thing to experiment with. But I definitely recommend trying out some new recipes and also attending those events near you, too. I take the unhealthy route and have ice cream for breakfast during June Dairy Month. But dairy, as you said, you can bring that with you all year round, not mm-hmm. just during June Dairy Month, because it's a nutritious product. It really is. And dairy is not only good for our bodies, but it's also good for the planet and also our communities, too. So real dairy provides about 13 essential nutrients to everyone, whether that is ice cream, cheese, milk, yogurt, anything in between. All dairy products have the same nutrients in them. So I always like to say during National Dairy Month and also during July National Ice Cream Month, these are two great ways to eat ice cream for breakfast and not feel bad about it because you're doing two things at once. You're really supporting our state's dairy farmers while also enjoying a delicious product too. That's what I like to hear. And Taylor, I wanted to ask you more too about dairy's impact on our state economy. We are America's dairy land, Mm -hmm. but why don't you underscore the importance of dairy to our state economy? Mm -hmm. Well, dairy accounts for about half of our state's total agriculture industry. So about $45.6 billion every single year. And we are home to about 6,000 dairy farms, 95% of which are owned by families. So these families really dedicate their lives to producing high quality and nutritious products for people really all over the world, not just here in Wisconsin. And the best way to really support these farmers is to look for that proudly Wisconsin badge in the grocery store. So there is a figure where we say 90-91. So that means that 90% of Wisconsin's milk is made into cheese and 90% of that cheese leaves Wisconsin. So you can find Wisconsin cheese just about anywhere throughout the country. But again, those proudly Wisconsin badges are the greatest way to really identify those in the store. So looking for that badge, but you also have a cool trick where there's a number Mm -hmm. on dairy products. 
There is. So if you look on your milk jug just below the Best Buy date, there will be a set of numbers. And I did not know this before I started as Alice. So it's been really cool to kind of track my milk down basically to the square mile. If you go to whereismymilkfrom.com, you can type in that entire set of numbers and see exactly where your milk comes from. Now, the two numbers that you are looking for are 5-5. So the first two numbers identify what state the dairy product was made in. Wisconsin has been assigned number 55. It's just an alphabetical list. So that's why we are so far towards the the end. But that number identifies Wisconsin made and bottled milk. So it's a great way, again, to support farmers here in our state. Taylor, where can we find you during June Dairy Month? Do you have an idea yet of how many miles you're going to have to travel or how many dairy events you'll be attending? Well, so far, since I kicked off my year last July, I have traveled about 37,000 miles around our state. And I'm predicting that during June Dairy Month, I'm probably going to travel anywhere from five to 10,000 miles. I haven't really looked at the numbers too closely, but I know that I'll be attending events all the way from the southern end of our state all the way to the northern tip of our state, too. So I will be at a few events in the Madison area. I'll also be over in Green Bay. I mean, really just traveling all over Wisconsin to these dairy breakfasts. But I can say one that I am really looking forward to. I have never been to this event before. Anything of its capacity is actually the Baraboo Big Top Parade. So this is an annual event that happens in downtown Baraboo every single year. It's basically just a big parade and they have live elephants. So I was asked to be a guest judge at this parade and I get to spend the day with Craig Culver. So I'm really looking forward to talking to him about supporting our state's dairy farmers and of course, really just promoting dairy at that event too. When is this going to be? It is going to be towards the end of June. So it's one of my final events as Alice. Now, another cool thing about National Dairy Month is that it has some history behind it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know, Taylor, if you could tell us how long has Wisconsin been celebrating June Dairy Month? Give us an idea of the historical aspect of the celebration. National Dairy Month first started out as National Milk Month in 1937 to help promote drinking milk. So it obviously has changed just a little bit that since it started in 1937. But once it really began, it was all about stabilizing dairy demand when production was at a surplus. But of course, now today we celebrate all things dairy, not just milk. But really, it's just, again, a really great opportunity to celebrate our state's dairy farmers and also the products that they produce. So it's not just milk. It's everything from ice cream, cheese, yogurt, everything in between. Taylor, not only are you celebrating Dairy Month in the month of June, but you're also getting ready to transition and, and groom mm-hmm. the next Alice in Dairyland, Ashley Hagenau, who was selected in May. Can you tell me about how that process goes? When does this transition start? Mm-hmm. What have you been doing so far? Since the six-month-long application process really officially ended in the middle of May down in Walworth County, Ashley has had a few different media interviews to really introduce herself to the public, but she officially kicks off her year on July 5th. So she has some time to really just enjoy herself, enjoy time with her family, spend some time at home, and really just get geared up for her year as Alice. Because once you start, the year really doesn't slow down. You're busy every single day traveling around our state. But I'm really, really looking forward to seeing her shine in this role. So I think she is just a great example of the fact that you don't have to grow up on a farm to be involved in agriculture. So Ashley got involved through 4-H and FFA. She did not grow up directly on a farm, but she had an opportunity to really dive deep into agriculture throughout her childhood and also throughout college as well. So she's going to have an incredible year. I will have a few days on with her to help transition her into the role. And I think I might be attending some events with her as well. But her finals will actually be next year in Door County next year, 2024, May 2nd through the 4th. So it'll be really fun to see her shine and then also kind of promote Door County throughout the year as well. 
And as you said, such a fast year. Honestly, it feels like yesterday where I saw you get crowned as the mm-hmm. 75th Alice in Dairyland. And now, Taylor, take some time to highlight what were some of those key moments that you had as Alice in Dairyland over the past year? There are so many, almost too many to count, but just reflecting back on my year, I can think back to all of the different county fairs that I attended. I was at almost 30 different county fairs, and each one had a unique story to tell. There were exhibitors who was their first time showing, even fairs of the fairs who have been involved in their fair for more than 10 years. So really just seeing their stories in agriculture and how they got involved in the fair, and that's really where their story in agriculture began. And I'm thinking back to the Rock County Fair. There was one fairgoer who just was enthralled by Alice. He had never met an Alice before. I think he was about four years old. And he just stared at me from across the building that we were in. So I walked up to him and I introduced myself. I said, hi, what's your name? What are you doing? What's your favorite thing about the fair? And he just said, I love the ice cream. So either if you're a 4-H member, if you're an FFA member, if you show at the fair, or if you're just a fairgoer. There were so many different people that have so many different connections to agriculture in that way. And again, that's Taylor Schaefer. Stepping down as our 75th Alice in Dairyland, Ashley Hagnow will be taking over as our new Alice very, very soon. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock as we're into Tuesday, what's going to be a very hot week. We'll see what's going on and what that means at the sale barns. Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock over there in Withy. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And sale barns didn't take the day off yesterday for Juneteenth. There was a busy day at sale barns. Rocky joins us from over at Premier Livestock and with him. Morning, Rocky. Good morning, Bob. Well, you got that big parking lot. Did you get any rain to settle the dust over there on that lot? We got a, yeah, we got a, we're uh, very fortunate. Got a beautiful rain, beautiful rain. And I know everybody didn't get it, but it's coming. Yeah, I hope so. Man, we uh, we need more, that's for sure, but uh, every little bit helps. Well, on this uh, day after Juneteenth, how did the Juneteenth sale go? Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, here's how yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up. We sold over 1,200 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 145 to 160. Select and low choice, 135 to 144. Choice beef steers and heifers up to 174. Market cows steady. High yielding cows from a dollar to a dollar 29. Many 80 to 99. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar 22. Organic market cows mostly from a dollar 20 to a dollar 67. Uh, we had organic bulls up to a dollar 80 on the newborn Holstein bull calves extremely strong market holstein bull calves mostly 200 to 460 i mean i'm telling you guys lots of three four hundred dollar calves all day long like i said holstein's up to 460 your beef cross calves from 300 to 640 and we sold holstein heifer calves up to 205 today tuesday now that's our special feeder cattle auction we're also selling bread stock cows and feeder cattle if you got bread stock cows make sure you have them in by nine o'clock a.m for preg checks we're expecting six to seven hundred head of livestock tomorrow wednesday uh, now that's our special dairy cattle auction we got a parlor freestall herd we got many loads of fresh uh two and three year old uh parlor freestall cows some really nice fancy springing heifers uh full list of consignments at premier livestock and auctions.com questions call us at premier at 
Spirit. Next large farm equipment auction, that will be coming up on August 25th. Uh, give us this week to get consignments cleaned out, and we're going to start taking consignment next Monday. So any questions, give us a call. But that's the way things are shaping up, Bob. You guys never rest, do you? No, try not to. That's what Sunday's for. Oh, that's true. That's for sure. All right, you have a good one, Rocky. We'll talk to you in the morning. You too. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky with Premier Livestock and Withy as we look at our markets and our weather on WAC. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a let's take a look at our weather, shall we? Again, brought to you by the folks at Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Also want to thank them. They've been along with us for June Dairy Month programming and all the things we've been doing during June Dairy Month. Let's get over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandrew is with us. You didn't get uh, carpal tunnel or anything like that from flipping pancakes on Sunday, did you, or Saturday? Nope, but I uh, did have that dud. Dud? Remember the one that I flipped? Oh, yeah, it was yeah, like the yeah. half moon, we'll yeah, call it. Yeah, you turned it into a half a pancake <laughs> in a hurry. Well, it was an extra thick half. Well, that's true. So somebody got a, somebody got a bonus cake out of that one. But, <laughs> exactly. But uh, that, now that was pretty much your first experience at a breakfast, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first one I'd been to, and uh, just got to say it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was. Beautiful Saturday morning. No rain Saturday morning, but we got some. Uh, how widespread was the rain over the weekend? Uh, Sunday was a little bit more widespread than um, Monday morning, but yeah. uh, Monday morning the northern counties were the ones who benefited a bit more. Meanwhile, on Sunday, the southern counties benefited uh, a little bit more from the rain. So overall, I think that wasn't a drought buster, but we'll no, take not, what we can get. Of well, course. that's for sure, because it's going to be a few days for another chance. Tell us what's coming up. Yeah, we'll have a good bit of sunshine. Now, there may be some haze to the sky yet again with some of that wildfire smoke working its way back in, mostly towards the mid and upper levels of the atmosphere. So some filtered sunshine with highs in the upper 80s and low 90s. And pretty much on repeat for Wednesday and Thursday, as we'll have sunshine and low 90s on tap. Friday, a few more clouds start to roll in later on in the day, but still into the low 90s. As with Saturday, going into Saturday night, possibly a few chances at some showers, better chances at showers and storms arrive on Sunday, and that'll cool us off quite a bit with our highs only reaching the low 80s. And then Monday, a bit more of the same with upper 70s and low 80s, partly sunny and a few chances at some showers and storms. But right now we have a temperature of 64 degrees and kind of a hazy-looking sunrise this morning, Bob. Is that smoke or just haze? It's uh, sm- it's the haze from the smoke. Okay, so. all right, yeah. That boy, I hope they get those fires out soon up there. That's bad. Yeah, it's normally something that we don't see this early on. I mean, we've seen them what since April and May. Yeah. Usually, it's something that we would see in the fall. Been around a long time, that's for sure. Yes, that it has. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Once again, sixty-four degrees. Morgan's going to join us next to take a look at our weather, but. Uh, Another one of our good sponsors of June Dairy Month activities on Wax, Marika's Gouda and the House of Gouda here in Eau Claire. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is up and at him. Morning, Morgan. Did you have a good Father's Day? Did you give your dad a nice treat? Yeah, had the old man over on the porch for a beer. The old so. man, what are you talking about? Yeah. The old man? My father. Oh no, no, God, not in my not in my family growing up. I'll tell you what, my dad was the king of advice, and <laughs> uh, he only had daughters. And you know what he always told my sister and I? We'd I can fall, only imagine skin. what a father of a pair of daughters would say. Walk it off, it puts hair on your chest. 
<laughs> so, yes, I had my old man over for a beer on the porch, and uh, we solved all the world's problems, as dads often do. Well, that's for sure. That's good to hear. So, what else is going on? Oh, we're going to start with headlines that keep us not too far from our area today. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Deputies in Wisconsin Rapids told a man that he thought he hit a mailbox over the weekend, but investigators say he tried to hide damage to his truck. Wood County Sheriff's Office yesterday saying deputies arrested Cody Provost for a Friday hit and run in the town of Seneca that sent a mom to the hospital. The sheriff's office there saying he hit the woman while she was walking with her child alongside the road. The child not hurt. Mom remains in the hospital. Looking to headlines that bring us a little bit closer to our area. Some more layoffs. A lot of people wondering what's next and some adjustments for a lot of families with Hutchinson saying 50 more workers losing jobs. The company making the announcement in a filing with the state. No one's saying exactly what's driving this round of layoffs, but it does come after you probably remember that earlier spring announcement of over 235 workers losing jobs at Hutch. As we look into other headlines, it does seem to be a search that continues in Devil's Lake State Park as they continue to look for a teenager. And uh, the sheriff's office says they've been looking for 13-year-old James Yablonski. Yesterday, deputies say they believe he has more food and supplies than they first thought. And his father says James took a survival guide course before he disappeared, likely on that mission, though that search continues today. Well, a local business is shutting doors. Chippewa Falls downtown formal shop is closing. Owners of four and five boutiques say they're closing after 50 years in business. Owners Dave Gordon and Sheldon Go say that they wanted to sell the store, but so far that uh, hasn't worked out. So they're simply deciding to close and they'll start that out of business sales tomorrow. And you better get all that milk ready. And then how about a treat for today? It's National Vanilla Milkshake Day. Created in 1922 by Ivor Colson, an employee at a Walgreens store. Most are blended, but it's okay if you don't. YouGov says vanilla is the most popular ice cream flavor in America. And today it's the only way to go. The original milkshakes date back to 1884, but they were more of an eggnog drink and had whiskey in them, which is okay, but not at work. Today we celebrate milk, vanilla, ice cream, and a dash of vanilla extract. That's all. Maybe some whipped cream on top. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. Of course, you can't have a good milkshake until you get the milk. And we start back in the barn with Bob Bosold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. You know, it's hard for me to tell you what's my favorite kind of ice cream because I pretty much like them all. And it depends on my mood or, you know, what I've eaten and what will go good for dessert. Yeah, you know what I love? I love that green mint chocolate chip. Oh, yeah. That's one of yeah. my favorite flavors. I'll still take that on a hot summer day. Absolutely. I usually have a quart of that or a half gallon of that in the freezer at all times. Just gotta... in case you'd stop and visit, which never happens. Right. So I've got plenty there. In case we need to whip up a quick grasshopper, That's right? right? <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, just like an old supper club at your place. There you go. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right. She stops in. We'll have some. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got markets to get to. Again, sale barns were open yesterday, as you already heard from uh, Rocky over there at Premier. We'll catch up with more of those. But uh, again, gearing up for, uh, well, the final weekend of June. And Jill still got plenty of places to eat. Now there's six for this weekend. So if you don't go get filled up, it's your own fault. First of all, there's the Don County Dairy Breakfast on Saturday, serving from 7 to 11 at the Maple Hills Dairy in Boyceville. Auburndale FFA alumni has their dairy breakfast on Saturday, serving from 8 till noon at the Auburndale High School. Buffalo County has their breakfast on Saturday, serving from 7 to 11 at Danzinger's out of Elma. And the Marathon County Dairy Breakfast has theirs at No Joke 
Dairy in Stratford, serving from 8 till 12.30 on Saturday. Then on Sunday, we've got the Colby Dairy Breakfast, serving from 7 to noon at Harmony Holstein's. And we've got the G- Greenwood Dairy Breakfast, sir, at uh, serving from 7 till 1 at the Ed Krultz Farm in Greenwood. So, that's your six of them. So that's uh, Saturday and Sunday. All right. Plenty of places to go to eat, that is for sure. And again, we want to thank uh, all the folks that have been helping us get June Dairy Month activities on the air. Marika Gouda and the House of Gouda in, in Thorpe and Eau Claire. Ag Country Farm Credit Services, the Wisconsin Farmers Union, Security Financial Bank, Tractor Central, also Bluff Country Feed and Seed, the Alliance Bank, Arcadia Farm and Home, Stockman's Farm Supply at Osseo, and Colby Chrysler, obviously over there in the Colby area, and also Compare Financial as well. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not everything in June is a dairy breakfast. Chippewa County has had a long, long, I think about 49 years now, chicken dinner. And that's coming up this tomorrow night, isn't it, Jill? It's 53rd year, actually. 53rd, oh, wow. Yes, it's tomorrow night. It'll be at the Northern Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. 53rd, you get to show up. Uh, chicken and potato chicken salad oh, and serving, beans. Serving from 4 till 8. All right, and uh, I think the guys from uh, the gals, I don't know who's on the team now, the the cooking team, charcoal team from Bloomer, usually they're doing that early in the morning, so that's coming up. But there are other things going on, too. Absolutely. There's a horse pull in Elroy, sponsored by the Elroy Fair, and that's on Thursday, the 22nd, from 5 till 7 p.m., all right, so it's one and, of those uh, PM things. And yeah. then this weekend, there's also a dairy show of color breeds. It's a first annual Northwest Protein Show. It's at the Black River Falls Fairgrounds in Black River Falls. And I know their showmanship is on Friday night, the 23rd, but their show is on the 24th. Go to their Facebook page, Northwest Protein Show. That'll give you all the information. All right, so a lot of things to keep track of. It's a busy time of the year. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost 10 minutes to 6 o'clock. It's 64 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Hut Eamon and Equity Sparta. Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 184 to 192. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 168 to 183. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 160 to 180. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 152 to 160. Choice and Select Holstein Steers 141 to 151 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers a dollar to a dollar forty. Cows steady to lower with the Highland cows ninety five to one ten. Topping at one sixteen. The cutters and utilities seventy nine and ninety four with the low yielding and canter cows thirty six to seventy eight cents. Organic market today with the results from the June nineteenth sale. Highland organic cows one fifty to one seventy five. Topping at one seventy eight. The thin and small organic cows one nineteen to one forty nine. With the organic steers and heifers at 165 to 182, bull market steady to lower. Most bulls bringing 110 to 115 with the thin, full, and bulls over a ton discount at 99 and down. Calves sold by the pound today with a steady to stronger sale. With the quality Holstein bull calves bringing 275 to 425, the quality Holstein heifer calves 80 cents to 180, the quality beef bulls. 475 to 625 with a top of 640. The quality beef heifers 450 to 6 dollars with a top of 620 with the light and pork quality calves 10 cents to a dollar per pound. 
Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, June 21st, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut Eamon to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to more markets as we head over to the uh, Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us, and uh, you were over at Nasonville. I didn't make it. I had uh, family obligations for Father's Day, but big crowd over at Nasonville Dairy for the Marshfield Alumni Breakfast Sunday. Yeah, Bob, good morning. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful day. Just a well-organized, good food, large, uh, large crowd, a lot of nice people. They Just our hats off to those folks. They just did a very, very nice job. Yeah, um, I knew they would, that uh, they were planning to do some... Some good things over there. That's good. The breakfasts are a lot of fun. Well, what uh, what happened yesterday with the sale bar in Stratford? All right, Bob, we'll tell the folks about that, and I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Another big sale yesterday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the cow market. Now, these are conventional cows, uh, high-yielding fleshy cows yesterday, selling mostly from 97 to 115. Most of the cows yesterday selling between 76 and 96. Your thinner cows, light carcass cows, 74 and below. Uh, and the bull trade light, lightly tested yesterday. We'll sell more of the bulls tomorrow. But anyway, most of the bulls yesterday selling from a dollar ten to a dollar fifteen, and lighter bulls a dollar ten and below. A lot of calves again. Another big run of calves. And folks, these calves continue to reach up to new upper limits here. So I know uh, you, everybody's busy, but boy, take some extra time. Take care of these calves because they are worth a lot of money, especially the bull calves and the beef calves. The good quality ninety-two hundred thirty-pound Holstein bull calves yesterday selling from two hundred. To 450, topping at 455. Again, a lot of calves from 350 to 450 yesterday. So those are the good quality bull calves. Heifer calves mostly from 50 to 160, and then the beef calves. Just talking about new heights. Just about every reporter on these beef calves, 300 to 600, and a lot of these black calves yesterday from 600 to a top of 660. So, like I said, calves are worth a lot of money. So take care of those. But we'll have to focus on Tuesday today here. 10 o'clock start time this morning. Hay and bedding auction. 11 o'clock will be the dairy auction. Following that, we will do market uh, market auction today. That includes organic market cows, and they were very strong last week. And we'll report on those tomorrow morning, and then we'll finish with the conventional cattle. Just want to mention a special sale coming up tomorrow as part of the sale tomorrow, 12.30 p.m. That will be the uh, special breeding beef breeding bull sale, feeder cattle sale. Folks, we got a lot of feeder cattle for the sale tomorrow, a lot of bulls, uh, and also a lot of bred beef cows. So uh, if you folks are in the beef business, we hope to see you tomorrow at 12.30 at Stratford. Just a very good selection of cattle. So. And uh, with that, Bob, I know your man's all 5'2 already, so we'll send her back to you. You guys enjoy the day, and Bob will be back here tomorrow morning. So will we. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Equity Stratford. TYM Tractors from Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us the markets overnight after markets closed yesterday. December corn down 4 to 5 cents as the markets reopened last night. 5.92 a bushel this morning. Oats down 2 at 4.05. December wheat down 9 at 7.06. Soybeans November down a dime at thirteen thirty two and meal for December down four dollars and ten cents a ton at three hundred ninety nine dollars and twenty cents. At the country elevators today. Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at six fifteen with soybeans at fourteen twenty one. Arcadia corns at six twenty with soybeans at fourteen twenty six. 
at the Wheat and Grain in the Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at six fifteen with soybeans at fourteen twenty seven. And on the DTM screen, corn at Golden Plump six twenty one a bushel today. Baldwin corn six dollars, beans fourteen oh nine, Duran five ninety and fourteen oh four. Mondovi and Elmwood both have corn at five ninety five. The beans fourteen oh eight at Mondovi, fourteen oh nine at Elmwood. Fall Creek five ninety and thirteen seventy eight six oh two the corn at Osseo today fourteen oh eight on the soybeans Elk Mount has corn at six ten beans fourteen twenty two Sparta six twenty four on the corn fourteen oh three on the beans and over at Ellsworth five eighty three and thirteen sixty nine ethanol plants Boyceville corn six nineteen Stanley six dollars New Richmond five ninety five and again markets were closed yesterday. And as far as uh, dairy markets were concerned, probably a good thing because on Friday, barrel cheese, block cheese, and butter were all down. June class three was up fourteen ninety four going into the weekend. July fifteen thirty one, August sixteen sixteen, September at seventeen twenty four. Prices were up September through April. As we look at the markets, brought to you by Synergy Co op. Again, a hot day today, sunny and eighty nine. Might be the coolest day of the week. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.